Hi, hello, hello, hi, and welcome to all our hearts and minds. Thank you again for tuning in. We're here to discuss all things that are on our hearts and minds, the good, the bad, concerning and uplifting, or we're just straight talk. We're your hosts, Kimmy, our passionate heart, yeah. and me, Jeanette, our mind and chronic overthinker. Let's get into it. Yeah. Okay, we're going to get into it, and first we're just going to do a quick checkup, a quick scan. How are you? I'm okay. I'm, I'm doing all right, you know. Another week has passed. It was cold. It was really, really cold. Um, but you know what? You know, I got to work from home a lot of that time, so yeah. I can't complain too much. And, you know, it's, it's all right, you know. I hear you, girl. I hear you, girl. How about you? That's good. I would say, you know what? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, it's we're in the dead of winter, and we're still barely out of a lockdown so obviously not ecstatic but all things considering i'd say i'm doing pretty good um yeah so that's good i think we we, it seems like we're doing all right nothing exciting we're in hibernation so (laughs) it is what it is what it is right so um, that's what it is i'll jump into Mm -hmm. the headlines then Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. first we're going to start, like we usually like to start with local news. So, of course, to all our listeners, if you don't know already, we are based in uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And so, in Ontario, um, pretty much if you can compare it to your state level in the United States, if we want to make any comparisons for our U.S. listeners. Um, mm-hmm. So, the Ontario Liberal leader, who is not in power, um, the current government is conservative or as or Republican, if you want to think, but we have a conservative government right now in Ontario. But mm-hmm. however, the opposition, Ontario Liberal, liberal leader Stephen De, De Luca, said some fighting words <laughs> this, <laughs> earlier this sure week. By trying, sure he came out, he made a statement, and he was trying to bring, it seems like he's trying to bring some of these uh, suggested Quebec mandates that we talked about in our last episode to Ontario. I think it could be, you know, I think elections are coming up very soon mm-hmm, for the provincial sure pro- 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 provincial leadership. So obviously I feel like mm, mm-hmm. that's probably where a lot of this is coming from. So he made um, a statement highlighting the Liberals' plans to deny unvaccinated people from access to the Ontario liquor stores here. We call them the LCBO and any cannabis stores or dispensaries here in, in the province. Mm-hmm. And in the statement, he also criticized Ford, um, and he said, uh, here's exactly uh, here's a quote from it, with lives and livelihoods at stake, we cannot afford Doug Ford bungling another reopening. He needs to strengthen the va- vaccine certificate now and make sure this reopening is permanent so that we can all get back to doing the things we love sooner so that businesses are not shut down again. That's what he said. On top of that, it's that's so loaded statement. It's such a load. That's why I can't. I don't even know what to say because it's like, honestly, in in all honesty, Doug Ford is definitely far from Mm -hmm. perfect. But I don't think if we had another leader from another party, NDP or conservative, I'm sure there'd still be criticism. So it's kind of (laughs) like, I I I take that definitely with a lot of grains of salt. so uh, I just think, and honestly, where the the way things are, and people are tired of, of you know, people are tired. Generally, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things they're tired of. 
And uh, this statement it didn't win him a lot of favor based on what I was seeing on social. But he's virtual signaling. He's trying to promote himself. I get it. He's going to appeal to somebody with this. But this statement does kind of seem like, buddy, you haven't been dealing with this for the past two years as, you know, in your position. So mm -hmm. it's easy. It's easy to throw stones. And I guess that's your job as an opposition party leader. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It left a bad taste in my mouth. If he, but, but when you make type of statements like that, it doesn't influence me mm -hmm. to want to vote conservative. That's what I'm saying. You mean liberal. Sorry, liberal. Yes. Mm -hmm. Sorry. It, it does not, that type of statement that was so loaded, it, it could cause a lot of problems. And very convoluted. And it's not making, yeah, very exactly. Very much so. So it's nice to throw stones, but mm. unless you're in his position, mm. I don't know. Yeah. You know, you're not exactly the best person to, yeah. you know, from what you're saying, I, it's... you know, I think Ford is doing the best that he can. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? None of us are in his shoes. Nope. Do you wake up in his shoes? I don't. So yeah. and I, I think he's doing the best that he can. Yeah. I mean, I'm a traditionally, yeah. tradi traditionally, you know, I vote liberal, but uh, this, even me, even as somebody who's typically leaning towards the liberal side of things, this left a bad taste in my mouth, considering, like, if you're not offering a solution, coming out with these incendiary words after everybody's been, like, everybody, again, is, like, not happy about what's going on, you know, right now. So, this was just pure nonsense. But anyway, Stephen Luca. Work right. on work on your work on your platform, please. Not looking good right now. Emergency, um, you need to work on that. <laughs> you know why? Because they're having an election soon enough. So you yep. need to you need to work on that, friend. Yeah. Work on it. And then next, yeah. some other Canadian content that has been going around the world now. Finally, people are talking about it. Um, you know, there's been lots of talks about the Canadian supply train supply chain uh being disrupted with truckers. Yep protesting in Canada and actually the protest started last week there wasn't a lot of mainstream coverage of it but I think it's finally gotten there through social media it's bubbled up and I've been seeing it in international media in the US Australia and the UK and uh, essentially just to have a little bit of context outside of like you know we're in it so we see it we get it but essentially this whole thing started with the truckers I think it's probably been bubbling for a while in all honesty, but I think it really, where, where you know, the protest actually started was um, on January 15th, they made, the Canadian government made the decision to extend the vaccine mandate to the board, to border commercial truck drivers. So mm -hmm. before they saying, they were saying they were like, obviously the truck drivers are concerned before when all employee employers were get you know, getting people to have to do that. Mm -hmm. And then they, the, you know, the truckers were like, they wanted promises that nobody made a, an official promise, I don't think, but they are under the estimate, maybe they thought they would be exempt. And eventually, I think January 15th, it became official that they had to be vaccinated. So obviously that poured gasoline on something that was already kind of bubbling below the surface as far yep. as... I could tell, um, and you know, and 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 not just them. As we could see, how the movement has grown exponentially within a week. Uh, they've raised over, I think, just under eight million as of within the last two hours that I saw on the news on their uh, GoFundMe. So they're getting a lot, a lot of support, 
And again, I don't think it's just uh, truck drivers. Uh, Russell Brand, he's a UK comedian, but he has a really popular YouTube page. Quote, uh, something he said is, which I thought was interesting, and I think there's there's some something there. And he says, the main question I have is how come the truckers go from being heroes one minute when they were delivering vital goods and services to being loathed if they won't participate and capit capitulate according to the will of the powerful, a.k.a. the government. And I think therein lies the crux of everything. I think there's many sides going on. Um, but like I said, a lot of other causes have jumped on it. Because at first, it could be as simple as, okay, it's just these commercial truck drivers, you know, they're upset that they're being mandated to take the vaccine. Mm -hmm. However, there's a lot of people now, it's getting convoluted, that are piling on. Because when I go and watch the videos on YouTube and and on social media where, you know, because again, mainstream media is being very light with covering this. They, I'm seeing a lot of other things and slogans mm -hmm. and signs. There's anti-government signs. There's anti-Trudeau oh. anti signs, which I guess can be connected. Anti-liberal. I think there's some, ra I've seen some racist stuff as I've seen some anti-Asian sentiment. So it's like, I feel mm -hmm. like it's a convolution mm -hmm. of all these different groups that are kind of jumping on it. Yeah, they're in Ottawa and they lit up Ottawa based on the footage I sure saw. Did. Damn, the noise. Sure Every video I've clicked on, it's like, I can't even watch more than two minutes because the honking. Whoever's living in Ottawa, in Ottawa, oh uh, downtown Ottawa must be having a headache right now. They are making a lot of uh, ruckus over there in terms Big of noise. Big time ruckus. <laughs> on the highway like stop you know what uh, it is convoluted like you were saying and there's all these issues that just seem to be mash up and bung up in one and you know some of the message that they're trying to get out there is being distorted because it's like isn't that about this or is it or is it about that? Like you, you kind of I don't know. It's like you have to sift through and and figure out what, what what's what. But yeah. what are we really fighting for here? Like what is really the problem? Yeah. You know. Um, but hey, I just feel like right now, since there is a shortage on a lot of things, I think I don't know if that might have been the best decision right now. Uh, but. We'll see. In future weeks, well, I'm sure we will see because these we'll protesters see. are nothing easy. They don't play. They're in the dead of the winter, cold as yep. ever. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they're making a stand. And from what I saw, I think they said about 5,000 mm. showed up for this. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell, but I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. Yeah. Whole lot of people. And it's mm. like, wow, it's too cold, Benjamin. Yeah, especially in <laughs> Ottawa. Ottawa is way colder than cold. Toronto. <laughs> a lot colder, right? So, but we'll see what happens, and mm -hmm. we'll keep you guys posted. Okay, listeners, this yeah. is what's happening over here. Yeah, we'll let you know what's going on over here in Ontario next week again. Mm -hmm. Okay, so moving on to a story that's a it's a, 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 a I would say very tragic story from what I've read, but you know, just sharing just to get it out there. I think this needs to be put out there everywhere. So there was a story going around um, about a 23-year-old black influencer by the name of Lauren Smith-Fields who was discovered dead in her home in Connecticut on December 12th of last year. So the story goes so far that she was on a date she met on Bumble um, who happens to be white and a little bit older. At first, they made it seem like it was an old guy, like 50 or something. Mm -hmm. I saw the picture. This guy's probably 
closer to 40, maybe just under 40, right? But still, I would say significantly older than, than her as she was 23, right? Mm-hmm. Um, her family is demanding answers in her death. And they're looking to sue the police over the investigation because they did not investigate the man she was on a date with. And police has described him as a nice man. In air quotes, a nice man. So you mean to tell me... Okay, let me finish. Okay, I'm gonna, I was just about to go in. Jeffrey Dahmer appeared to be a nice man, but he was chopping up kids in his house. Yes, exactly, so, right? <laughs> and so... All serial killers do appear to be nice yeah look, having looks yeah, and even as police police always know it's whoever you're having relations with is like in 90 percent of the time they're most likely the one who who did it um you know but anyway so according to the report um i'm just gonna this is from rolling stone they have some statements so just to give so we have an idea of what happened because on the surface level it's just pure confusion why why wouldn't you have him as a a suspect he should be uh, considered as yeah. a suspect even if it's for a week and you do a thorough investigation you yeah. clear him but you could you didn't even consider him a suspect i'm sorry yeah. that's a big problem yeah. so according to the incident report obtained by uh crossland uh her body was found by uh la fountain which a white man i mean the article's pointing this out i'm not but you know According to the report, um, Lauren had asked um, her date for $40 for her nails and to meet her at her home, where they took shots of tequila. The man told police she became ill and went to the bathroom to vomit. Following her illness, she came back and they continued to drink tequila with mixers. They allegedly played games, ate food, and began to watch a movie when Lauren received the text. The report says she went outside to get something from her brother and upon return went straight to the bathroom for 10 to 15 minutes. He thought it was odd but didn't feel like it was his place to say anything as he didn't know her that well. Um, The family raised multiple questions about the police report. According to her mother and brother, her nails had been done earlier that week and were still so intact that her nails didn't need to be done for her funeral. So that's to say... Hmm. What you talk about, she did ask for money for her nails when her nails yeah, were freshly whatever, done. whatever. And so basically the family is saying the police report doesn't match the story of the last relative who saw Lauren that night, which I'm assuming is her brother. However, they did say, when they did do a toxicology report, uh, I actually, you know, I don't have it in front of me, but they did, obviously she was drinking a lot that day and... They did, I saw some other things where they said some type of traces of fentanyl, so I guess we're trying to imply drugs. But again, I think there needs to be another investigation because I definitely think the police already fumbled. And so they're going to be looking at everything with a fine fine tooth comb. They have Mm -hmm. to go through everything, and so they're getting external investigation. And I think the main fact that the police didn't even consider him a suspect is very fishy. And I think I saw something else pop up where that guy may have connections to like you know there have to be like why wouldn't you any that's yeah. police 101 even i know that the first well i was you know simple from the fact that okay police officers when they approach a certain situation they're supposed to be objective they're mm-hmm. not supposed to have any pre notions of anything nor are they supposed to be biased upon mm-hmm. seeing whatever is going on you can tell that they were what do you mean it's a nice guy what do you mean? What does that mean? That? I don't care Why, about that. What is that supposed to mean? So you already, in your mind, perceived him to be a nice guy. Mm-hmm. So you're not going into the situation objective. Mm-hmm. 
which is which is what their job is. Their mm -hmm. job is to attend to situations that to be an objective point of view and to enforce the law. So when you're going into a situation, if you're not objective, you're already biased. And so we, so things like this will slip up. And they more than fumbled. They didn't do their job, period. They didn't do their job. Their job is not to go in there and say he's a nice guy right. or this looks like that or that looks like this. Right. Their job is to go in, see what it is, if it's in this situation, she passed away. So yeah. they treat it as a crime scene until otherwise. Until otherwise. Meaning they'd find out that it was a suicide or they find out if it were, you know, an overdose. Or they, so you go in finding that there's someone dead. You, there's, there's, you shouldn't have a perspective already. You mm -hmm. should be going into it perspective free and collecting the information required. So... You know, fumble. No, this is another black woman in which yep. you want to look over. That's okay. the real, that's, that's the real logistics of it all. That's the like, conversation. Let's just be real. Yep. Let's that's just it. be real. Mm -hmm. You know, because you know, thousands on top of thousands of black women go missing every day in the states, mm -hmm. all the time, on a regular basis, and unfortunately, the fact that you went into this and had this you know perspective as a police officer shows me why a lot of them haven't been found and i okay? honestly feel like the tone again this is just my observation however like kim is saying i feel like they're already setting the tone with how the yeah. police are acting the police report everything that i've heard mm -hmm. they're trying to make it seem like this girl was some type of sugar baby trying yeah. to take advantage of an old white man he's not that old he's not rigid and feeble he's like barely 40 years old based on those pictures mm. so and then you're making it seem like she was just using him and she's selling herself making it seem like she's some type of sex worker exactly and that she put herself in danger or she was taking drugs and that's it and this man had nothing to do with it. i'm sorry you this woman was found in a pool of blood uh, thank you and i don't know almost dried up blood so all of this is uh very sus and anyway i hope the family really gets a thorough investigation and justice is served. I mean, if mm -hmm. it was an, if it was an overdose, it was overdose, but I need this man to be thorough. They need to dig up this man's life, as far as I'm concerned, at the very least. They need to well, dig. They should do a thorough investigation, just like if it was Becky on the floor in the blood. Thank you. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. That's essentially That's all it. I'm asking for. That's it. So, you know, stop trying to discard this woman, mm -hmm. you know, and just pin it off on this or that. I want you to be objective because that's your job. Yes. Okay. So we'll uh, we'll be on the lookout and any updates there, we'll we'll share it on on the show. So mm -hmm. rest in peace to Miss Beautiful Lauren Smithfield. Very beautiful, beautiful young girl. lady. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So uh, finally in uh, headlines, we're going to talk about. So Cardi had a big win this week. Everybody's talking about mm -hmm. it. She was in a long battle with a blogger slash YouTuber. Um, Tasha Influencer, K, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, Tasha K, um, wine with Tasha Gay, unwind with Tasha K on YouTube. I watch her videos. She's I've actually, watched her sometimes too, but she's too abrasive for me. And sometimes, yeah, her voice is very. It's, it's her voice is a lot, <laughs> but I definitely would. There are some good interviews that she's done, so I'm going to give mm -hmm. her her due where it's due. She's she's you know she's done some good work there. 
Um, yeah. So essentially, what started this is that Tasha made some videos on her YouTube claiming that Cardi B had contracted herpes and um, spread a lot of other nasty things, including that she cheated on her husband Offset, used hard drugs like cocaine, worked as a prostitute, and even effed herself with bottles and on stripper while she was performing as a stripper. And as well as when she, something that also really probably set it off is on top of her saying that Cardi B had herpes or saying that on her channel, she said that, oh, she's kissing her baby with her herpes mouth and just created this whole malicious story or whatever, right? And to me, based on the work that Tasha K has done, she doesn't even know to go down this road, but maybe, you know, salaciousness wins, all this lurid stuff wins, gets views and clicks, so I guess, I don't know. So oh, that's another reason why I stopped watching watching Tasha K, because I yeah. felt like she was trying to do the most, mm -hmm. and it was like, okay, I, I like factual stories, if you have facts, or you have the inside scoop receipts. on a story, and you have receipts to back it, I'm listening, I'm there and attentive. Mm -hmm. But when you start pulling things out your ass, mm -hmm. that's when, and she sometimes, it was like, mm, is this from your ass? Like, is this, <laughs> did, you, did you pull this? And now, unfortunately, Cardi, yes, Cardi showed us it is coming from her ass. Yes, it is. So, oh. so when the, these stories came out, obviously Cardi was that upset and she reached out. I don't know if it was her herself or her team, but it seems like it was her. And mm -hmm. she reached out to ask, you know, like, this is, you know, can you take this down? This is like, what do you call it? Libel or what do you call it? Defame? What is the word when you defaming her name? Pretty yes. much. Yes. So, um, yeah. So she was asked. Defamatory. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So she was. So that's what. Tasha K was accused of eventually because she refused to take down those videos when asked. And so she was accused of defamation. Uh, so it was Tasha K's company. And so after two years of this long battle going back and forth, um, the judge and the courts ruled in Cardi's favor. And she was ordered first, it's all the way up into just under four million. So it was a hundred million in punitive damages. And then she was also ordered to pay an additional half a million to reimburse Cardi's legal fees. And and then there was additional an additional one point two five added was ordered to pay Monday. So all in all, it's just under four million that she's been hit with because of this case. Yeah, and Tasha K don't have that type of money. Yeah, she's doing good, but she's not doing that good. No, she's not doing that good. So <laughs> we'll see. And, and to be quite honest, when you have something like this happen, where a celebrity such as Cardi B fights back against an influencer or a YouTuber or whatever, mm -hmm. and they come out where they win, mm -hmm. less people are going to want to tune into Tasha K. Because yeah. now they have to question the validity of what yes, she's saying. Yes, yes, yes. And also something that people have been saying is that she hasn't been humble she hasn't i think honestly this could be resolved with her humbling up herself and apologizing i feel like yeah. a lot of this could kind of have eased up some of the weight that came down on her but she's not even humbling she she she's basically saying things like you know this is a corporate machine and this is what happens when you're in my field of work da 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 da, da. no there's plenty of bloggers who say a lot of bullshit but That's none of them right. are crazy enough to say, I'm sure they have lawyers where they know what they can get away with and what they can't get away with. And mm -hmm. you stayed wrong and strong 
And if you're so aware of the corporate machine, then you should have known to, like, back off and take those videos down a long time. And at the very least, you should have stacked away some cheddar for when you lost. Because guess what? You have to come up with $4 million and your channel does not produce that much. Mm -mm. And even though Cardi B doesn't need your money, she's proving a point. Yep. She will take your money. So that will go into Little Culture's bank account okay, <laughs> and sit someplace. Now, if you're going to come with a vengeance like that, because I feel like when they reached out asking you to take it down, you've already at this point made enough clicks and views on it. You should have yeah. just took it down. Yeah. But you were trying to play wrong and strong, and now it's to the cost of $4 million. Mm. So kudos to you, girl. <laughs> kudos <laughs> to you, because you don't put yourself so far in the hole. <clears throat> And now, you know, like, I'm okay with people, you know, and their opinions and delivering facts and receipts. I'm okay with that. However, I think she took it too far. Mm. I think she did. She did. She, she did she, take it too far. She, yeah. she wanted to, she put, what do they say? You put your head in the lion, you put your head in the lion's jaw or something like that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you literally put yourself out there to get stepped on or chopped yeah. down. Yeah, and all this reporting on Cardi B, don't you see that she's not the one? Mm. you didn't see that cardi b is not the one like of all the you know stars that i've seen over the years i felt like cardi b was very very vocal and not she, she stands up for herself and she is going to stand up for herself and she will come for you even at the cost of you know what she might say and the backlash and all of that mm -hmm. she's still coming full force for you because at heart you know she's hood at heart so she's not gonna you know, to a certain level now at her stature, she's going to deal with things in a different way. But best believe, she fought two years. She won. She got <laughs> Cardi don't play. Yeah. Okay, and she has that bag. So she, a lawyer ain't nothing. And now look, you're going to pay for her lawyer. All because <laughs> you didn't take the damn post down. Wow. Her, her really, really good lawyers. Okay, so congrats to Cardi. Yes. And, um, yeah. Tasha K, think about it. Reevaluate <laughs> the channel, Bridget. Reevaluate yourself. Yes, please. <laughs> okay, so let's get into our first segment. And this week we're doing a Wagwan for real. Yes, Wagwan for real. And in this segment, we look at stories that just don't add up and don't make much sense. We look mm -mm. at it and we say, what's happening here? We yeah, hear and watch them and we just have to ask the hard question. What? Really? Agwan? For real. Why well, for real? Okay, so <laughs> this week we're going to talk about Ari Lennox, um, one of my favorite yes. new, new R&B singers yes. right out right now. She's bringing um, back the R&B, let me tell yes, you. Yes, trust me, she's bringing back the soul to R&B. And uh, she, there's a story going around where she was um, on a show called Podcast and Chill, and it's hosted by a guy named Matt G. They were discussing her single, one of her early singles called Pop, an explicit track about determining someone's intentions after sleeping with them. Mm. Yeah, that's a good, good subject matter. And... Mm -hmm. um, he just came out and asked her the following. He's like, and where are we right now? Is someone fucking you good right now? And it was bleeped. When I first saw the oh video... Oh my god. Hold on. When I first saw the video, they blocked out the F word. So I was like, what did he say? What did he... And he, he has a South African accent, so it was a yeah. little bit hard for me to catch it the first time. But she, all I know is the look on her face. She she paused. She was bewildered and confused. I and was I, too. 
And then after I realized what he said, rightfully so, because it was like, she didn't come here for all of that. She, you know, she wanted to have a good conversation. She done, did you the favor of coming on your show. And I think there could be, I get what he was doing. Like there's a clever way to ask that. There's a cute and cheeky way to ask that question without it being offensive. You know, you could, he could have came in. If you're a good interviewer, you could have still asked something along those lines. Excuse me, without being so crass and and disgusting and so she has um come out (laughs) and so she was like you know obviously she like we could tell she was bewildered and not Mm happy and not happy but she didn't go in like to me she still kept the class she could have and i would have given her every right to and so okay i would have been forgiving of that yes ari lay into him but she tried to hold her composure. Yeah, she, she did. did. And I think she was taken, what do you call it? She was shocked. Like, you know, when you're kind of she like... She was off- taken so far back, she had to catch her breath. You know yeah. <laughs> and so, following that interview, um, she, you know, she usually expresses herself. So she was on Twitter. And uh, so she says something like, I'm just like, why was I alone on a call full of people? Why didn't anyone intervene? And why wasn't parts of the interview destroyed like the team promised? Why did it happen to begin with? She questioned a series of... Uh, she's deleted those tweets. I just feel slow and ambushed and blindsided. We saw that, girl. We definitely saw that. Yeah. You're blind. And um, then she said, just because I happily and freely and sing, write, and write about sex doesn't make it okay for any kind of creepy disrespect. Any kind of creepy disrespect is not warranted. I clearly was in immense shock and I hate that I didn't react differently. And so I get it. Like you are being in a room, I think supposedly maybe somebody from her team might've been on that call too and saying, and I I get what she's saying. She's later said some stuff about her label Mm -hmm. and I feel like she's been under, she gets under attack a lot because I don't know. I really I, people have reasons, and maybe because she's outspoken, maybe because she's con- she's a confident black woman, and I feel like people are constantly trying to trample on this girl for that reason. That's my own opinion. Mm-hmm. She's com- she's comfortable in her skin, and so she was upset with her label because she wasn't protected, and the fact that that um, clip was even released, she's upset because if your team, if she was not happy with that. And she's under the expectation that her team's going to take care of that, that it's not released. There's certain contracts that you have when you do interviews where you have final say whether they can publish it or not. So nobody protected her enough to have that control. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could understand being upset. And finally, mm-hmm. just before we kind of discuss further, mm-hmm. she also said um, in her, her flurry of tweets, in her anger, because mm-hmm. I know how she feels. You Sometimes something happens and you're so taken aback that you don't have the reaction that you want to, to defend yeah. yourself and so now all of it's coming to her and mm-hmm. she's she's just word vomiting on Twitter mm-hmm. so she said mm-hmm. you know she's being incessantly harassed by grown men justifying um, rape and predatory culture but fuck it I don't want anyone feeling sorry for me I'm tired of this narrative exhausted I'm good I promise but as for interviews I'm not doing them anymore there's enough lies and in interviews out there already she stated while mentioning that she will also not be visiting south africa damn you guys made the uh, girl not even want to go to south africa you know why even go to the listen okay. the so mike so was mac g out of order i definitely think so okay so 
I have a lot to say about this because when I heard the actual clip, when I saw the actual clip, I was I, I was triggered mm. and I was disgusted and I was so sad for her. Yeah. All in one breath. All in one breath. So the man said, and I quote, because I played this back to myself a few times, <laughs> I wanted to hear him say this this nonsense. And he says, is someone fucking you good right now? Those were his words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, okay, I was very taken back for her. I felt just mortified for her. Like, I was just mm-hmm. like, wow, bro, mm. wow. Another thing I, I, I then said to myself is, would you ask Beyonce that? Okay. Would you ask Rihanna that? Mm. Would you? I don't think so. Would you ask Lady Gaga would you ask, there's other people that speak of sex the same way. Mm-hmm. Would you have asked Nicki Minaj that? So then I started to say, okay, what's different about this situation where he felt comfortable to do something like that? And it goes back to what we were saying earlier about black women. When you are a dark-skinned black woman, for some particular reason, certain standards go out the window. Now, he didn't have any standard. He was talking about the side of his neck. Mm-hmm. And she she was so taken back by this question. But I do feel like instead of cussing him out the way that she should have, she did try to handle it to the best of her ability without looking unprofessional and still trying to keep some sort of, you know, uh, demeanor. Mm. Okay? And I understand that. And I felt that she handled it well. But you should have cussed him. And you should have told him about his parts. And you should have told him, don't worry about who's in between my legs because you won't be there. You won't You won't be in between my legs. So you don't need to worry about that. Um, focus on my music. How about that? <laughs> and honestly, uh, the guy himself, mm-hmm. I felt like he did that to cause a buzz. Mm. I felt like he came to her like that to cause a buzz. I really do. And unfortunately, he's successful. Um, he, he has caused a buzz. Um, another thing that I did want to mention that I felt for Ari was, she's still a lady. Right? That's it. She's Straight still up. a lady. That's what it comes Have down to. Have some damn respect. Would you want someone talking like that to your sister, to your mother, to your auntie, to your cousin? Would you want that? No. So she's still a woman. She's still a lady that enjoys talking and singing and her sexuality and there's nothing wrong with her being strong in that area what i hate is that there seems to be this either or it's either you have to be a quiet and meek as a mouse and you're supposed to play this girly girly like non mature sexually matured woman or you have to be so out the other side of the extreme where you're pretty much a porn star you know what I'm saying? And there can't be a woman who is very much in tune with her sexuality and is able to enjoy it and talk about it and sing about it. That's a part of her and a part of who she is. So I don't see why, now that we've stepped out of this realm of, of singing these songs, for her to now, it's almost like you didn't want to treat her like a lady. It's like you, you, you were trying to demean her to less than a woman, almost. And that's where the, we're having and we're seeing that more and more sexual assaults are occurring. Yeah, And it's because of these type of men 
that would say something like that. It, and that's why I wanted to quote what he said. That's why I listened to the stupid ass guy three or four times. He said, is someone fucking you good right now? Almost as though she's not a human being. As almost as though she's just a pum pum singing about sex. She doesn't have a mind and a spirit and a body and a, and, you know, she doesn't, it, she doesn't, that's not a complete person. It's just a sexual object. That's how he's talking to her, which was absolutely disgusting. Um, Mac G, I will never, ever watch your podcast. You have put a very salty taste in my mouth. It's going to take me a long time, a long time to even want to hear about your name. She was not protected in this situation at all. Hmm. Not at all. Nope. And I asked myself why. Mm, right? She's asking herself why too. <laughs> okay, because Beyonce speaks about sex. No, we, we establish. We we know what it is. We know right? what it is. Now, okay, let's not take someone like Beyonce because mm-hmm. we know that everybody puts... She's on a different level. Yeah. We put her on this different level. Uh, she's not too high up on a pedestal where I won't knock her off of it, but the point is <laughs> oh, God. that she is Beyonce and she is, mm-hmm. you know, has she just gained her stripes. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, she earned her stripes. So mm-hmm. I'll put her, you know, higher than most. Mm-hmm. However, they wouldn't do this to... A Doja Cat. They wouldn't do... Would you have done this to a Doja Cat? Would you have done this to a Cardi B? Would you have done this to a Nicki Minaj? They sing about sex too. Mm-hmm. They do. But for, for some reason, you felt it okay to belittle this woman like that and to make her small and insignificant. And it was utterly disgusting that she wasn't protected in that moment. Yeah, that's what I feel. And again, like you said, you felt I felt sad for her. I did too because I'm like, listen, like you because the emotion was on her face, like it's so visceral. If you watch the interview, you could see it. Like she was mm. like disappointed that she was doing this show and she thought she would be met with some type of respect. Um you know, by, I don't know, he's a fellow black man, or just as an interview, it doesn't matter what your ethnicity is, just as a, a, a respectable interviewer, you wouldn't come at it the, that way. Like I said, there's a clever way you could have said that. Like, you know, if there's a lyric in the song, you could have But he like, wasn't doing it for that. He, was he wanted the shock value. He wanted the shine. He wanted the shine, and he wants people to speak of him, and hopefully... Well, know, we are, are speaking of him, people. and we're no, shitting we on his name. Yeah, we are shooting on his name, and I will never click on his podcast. I will never go to his podcast. However, there are some that will go just for that type of, you know, toxic type of interview mm-hmm. style. Um, another thing that I wanted to bring to light is this also shows how times have changed. Mm. Because, and hear me out with this, back in the day, you wanted to do an interview, it was a toe-to-toe, it was a face-to-face. Yeah. Times have changed where you're zooming in. And I've seen different, you know, uh, interviews in the past where if people got out of line, they walked right off that set. I'm done. And gone. Um, I feel as though, and I'm not blaming her, but I feel as though the strongest statement you could have made in that moment where you were not protected was to leave... Leave, leave the Zoom leave and the Zoom. leave. Thank you. The, um, because I think that would have spoke, spoke volumes. 
Mm -hmm. But she was taken back and she was taken off guard. So I will say kudos to you for trying to handle your business the way that you did. I think you did protect yourself. You did put him in check. You did, you know, you tried your best. Um, Ari, you need a new team, girl. You need a new team. Somebody needs to get fired. Suck. Because I don't understand how you were all alone like that. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I felt the sadness for. Yes. Was not that she couldn't be a strong black woman and deal with her business and put his ass in check, but she was doing it alone. Nobody came to her rescue. Nobody, at that point, that's when I'm thinking my publicist should have popped in on the Zoom and said, uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to bring that role that in. You have two more questions with Ari. And we're moving on by mm-hmm. like put she fought that good fight by herself yeah. and she has a whole flipping team that's behind her riding her coattails you understand what i'm saying so uh, we might need to reevaluate the situation but my last thing i have to say about that is mac g go sit on yourself go sit on yourself and go study a book or something or do something with yourself this was the wrong one. It was the wrong one. And as many clicks and views as you might get from here on out, understand that it was built off of breaking down a black woman. Mm. And you are black and came from one. So you might think you won. You might think you won. You've got the best of her. you got more monetary value now coming your way. But never forget that you made that off of the back of a black woman off of disgracing a black woman. That's how you made this. So if that helps you sleep better at night, bro, go ahead. But God's not asleep. He's not asleep, so he's watching you. So you just watch how you move from here on in. Um, Ari, girl, girl, keep your head up. Keep your head up, girl. Keep your head up, keep your head up. And so I guess we'll now move into the call outs. Yes, this is where, you know, we put each other in the hot seat and we take turns asking questions. So this week's question from me is, what is one model that you live by? I'll go to give you a chance. Okay. Lie to the world, but don't lie to yourself. Okay. You can go out there and I'll explain. So what I mean by that is you could go out into the world and tell everybody whatever the hell you feel like telling them. Mm -hmm. But when you start to believe those lies, when you start to actually tell yourself that those lies are true, you're in a bigger, a bigger situation than you think you are. Mm -hmm. Because if you can sit there and convince yourself that whatever situation might be okay, that's when, and it's not okay, that's when you have a bigger problem. I, I feel like being honest with yourself, uh, it comes into, it can be involved with different facets of your life. If you know that you're not good at math, don't sign up for statistics. <laughs> if you know, you know, be honest with yourself. You know, if you know that, you know what, I'm not the best swimmer and mm-hmm. I might need more lessons, please don't jump into the ocean. You, you know what I'm yeah. Like, don't lie to yourself. If yes. you know that you want this type of man that has a full-time job, yeah. mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. go off the street. 
Let them keep yeah. walking. You know what I mean? Like, don't lie to yourself. Be honest with yourself. And when you are honest with yourself, I find you make decisions for yourself that are best for you. Because when you start lying and telling yourself, you will go into the ocean and you don't know how to swim yet. You will pick up the guy that's on the street corner that don't look like he has a job. You will, you know what I mean? So when you're honest with yourself, you will make the best decisions for yourself. And in, in um, not lying to yourself, you have, and there is honesty with yourself. So you will totally know within yourself what you can and cannot do, what you like to do, what you don't like to do. You will be 100% true to who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's very important in this day and age because a lot of people tend to lie to themselves and put themselves in situations that are not healthy or good for them. So, you know, that's mine. That's okay. Mine. Well, mine is uh, something... Uh, it's actions speak louder than words. Bon, 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 even bon. talk is cheap. Either one, same idea. Actions speak louder than words. And I say that a lot because, or, you know, that's something I live by because, listen, if you're, you know, I'm into well into my 30s now. I can say this without a doubt. Lots of people have chat. Yeah. Lots of people have talk. Yeah. <laughs> Even myself, myself, I have a lot of talk, but you know, I only know what's real when I see the actions. I've never been, I'm with somebody, a salesperson or people who like to manipulate people with their words, they'll never work over here because I go by what I see. This is it. And you know what? I'm going to have to say that's tied with the one that I just mentioned, what you just said, Mm -hmm. because you know why I've seen so many people talk a lot of shit, legend. (laughs) They talk so much (laughs) doo-doo. But it's when you actually see those things in motion. Mm-hmm. It gives me a different level of respect for that. Person. Yes. The respect is there when I see it. I'm like, wow. Okay. What? Right. When you're like, and with that, that whole saying that you just said, right. Don't say it. If you're, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. don't talk it period. Mm-hmm. If it's not an action you plan on doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't plan, it's just talk is cheap and you're just talking to talk. Mm-hmm. I find things don't happen. Mm-hmm. They don't move forward because it's all just talk. But if you intend on really doing that, you're not going to talk because no. you're so focused on doing it. Yeah. So you're just going to do it and get it done. And when the time is to talk is when it's done. Mm-hmm. That's Yeah, I already did that. I went here. I went there. I already not, oh yeah, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. No, it should be, I already did that. Mm-hmm. I've already been there. I've, you know what I'm So I find, yeah, I agree with that 110%. Mm-hmm. Um, and I use it more in relationships because yeah. for some particular reason, these men's then will tell you, I'll start something. <laughs> it's when they actually move that mm-hmm. you really know what they're saying. Yeah. You know, like that's a man more, say, I love you, but yeah, until but, he marries you, you mm. you know, it's all up in the air. You know what I'm saying? Or um, expresses it in some way. Like this thing, exactly. like I said, like even when you, some of these, I'm sure you've had this experience. I think when mm-hmm. you're talking about it on our Dating While Black episode, mm-hmm. where it's like some men, they will throw that out there just because they want to start, they want to start the emotional manipulation. This and when it. you are, if, when you already under understand the doctrine of mm-hmm. actions speaking louder than words, 
that I love you business coming two weeks after talking or meeting the person one is that's like air. That's like oh what oh, what kind of shipping is what like what? <laughs> That's not going to get to your head. Like, because you already know, like, that's people, anybody could say anything, but it's like, what are the emotion? like, what are they doing to, to show that? Like, that's something you have to express in a way, in some way, but outside of just saying it. That reminds me, while you're saying this, a few episodes back, we, on our, um, what are you watching? Mm. On Family or Fiance, there was a situation where, after eight weeks of knowing each other, he proposed. Mm. Yet, they're together for two years mm-hmm. after the proposal. No marriage in sight. Mm-hmm. So talk was cheap because you you proposed. Mm-hmm. But it's the actual action of marrying the girl mm-hmm. that, that is, is more profound. Mm-hmm. And they still can't seem to get married. Mm-hmm. So if you were only saying all of this and giving all the words, but you didn't have an actual action to follow it. So... Might as well just hush up until you until you move. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I have a funny story to share on your point, though. Mm-hmm. Just because I happened to be watching this small clip of, uh, you remember from Backstreet Boys, Aaron Carter. So yes, yes. His brother, I can't remember. There's the a Carter. Brother, he, he started yes. his own music career. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So he was solo and he was doing whatever he was doing, right? It was always really chintzy to me, but whatever. Do your thing. And so he's being interviewed. He's known for having like issues, as most child stars usually yeah. do. It's hard yeah. to escape that without having some type of issue. And he is is completely delusional. I think what you said is don't believe your own lies. So the person was asking about his relationship mm-hmm. with his relationship with Justin Bieber, and so he's he made he said something. Like, say, Justin Bieber must have reached out to him recently just to hang out or whatever. And he was, like, turned up. He was like, no, why? You come mm-hmm. to my house. Like, why am I going to your house? And the interviewer is like, why? Like, why do you guys have beef? Like, why did you, were you so turned off by that? He's like, mm-hmm. that's my competition. Wow. So, to get back to your point here about believing wow. your own lies. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> You're not even Aaron, the level, Bridget. You, you think you're competition to Justin Bieber? Do you see why I say what I say? You, you are in- lying to yourself, bro. You really <laughs> think so you're the same level? You really think so? The delusion and illusion, <laughs> Lord. That was kind of funny. I just wanted to bring that up, but yeah. Like, and in that moment, he can say that to the world, but you actually believe it. He believed who, it. The who, way who his face was... It? I, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to send you the clip later because even... I need to see the clip. Because even the that, guys the guys in the interview are trying to keep a straight face as far as I, I can see. Like, like, <laughs> I was like... I was I, like... What, he said it dead doing? serious. Dead like, serious. So I know he believes that. He does. <laughs> he believes it in this. He does. And that's the thing. You're lying to yourself. He's in, yeah. You you haven't had a track out since the late 90s, B. Like, I don't, early 2000s. Early like, I don't 2000s. know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. You and him are not even in the same realm. Like, you're not even in the same room or building or country. Like, yeah. you are nowhere near. You're not even near your brother's status. Like, uh, thank you. Okay. And they've thank been you. out of the scene for so long, but at least you know they solidified themselves but oh, you oh. Aaron, come on. come on 
and you're believing the lies you could tell because mm -hmm. you're saying it with such conviction mm -hmm. like really really bro does does justin bieber even know who you are like mm -hmm. like really like stop you see you see why it's important <laughs> you see why because you'll go around talking Looking this type of nonsense yeah uh, you look like a damn fool and if i were your brother i would say zip it <laughs> zip it stop don't even have justin bieber in in your mouth like don't even like stop um that's sad because I, like honestly his career was like one what, what do they call it a one hit wonder kind of thing? yeah in terms of a huge massive hit as far as i'm concerned there's one maybe two maybe two that i just can't remember that's fair but so then who is on justin bieber's who would he be competition with bruno mars um uh, justin is really i think sometimes we underestimate like he's a big motherfucking deal so who do you put him in the arena with that's a you know what that's a good question i would put him with unfortunately we, we need to put him in in the top top like in terms of guys that are just like him like you know young white guys who are doing arm right. like who yeah i'm saying uh -huh. like who? i could only put him with the big guys like drake even though they don't do the same music and they're in well you're kind of in different worlds like i can't compare him to like uh 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 Okay, I guess what's his name? He's too old now, but like Justin Timberlake. Yeah, like they're in the same world, but not even. But I think Justin Bieber's Justin Bieber surpassed him already. Long but, time, long time. But I, they are definitely he could say that's my competition. Like, but the thing is, Justin is like ten or twelve years, or maybe fifteen year, ten years at least. 10 years he's younger. at least 10 years older than him. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like he has an advantage. Bieber has an and advantage. And his demographics is a little different. Yes. Yep. You know, because Justin Bieber, like, so that's a sub-question right there. I don't got one. You don't got one? I don't one got one to even put in his, like, maybe Bruno Mars. Maybe. But As even in terms Bruno of how Mars is on the lower. Yes. You know, because Bruno Mars is a big deal to a he lot is. of people. He is. he is. However, I feel like Justin Bieber's music is like it. It evolved from his age. Yes, like it you has. can see the, the you know the bubblegum R and B type of you know light and fluffy to to some more like you can see the growth. He's matured, and I think that's Very the much. difference between him and a typical typical artist like him. And I feel like he's surpassed his peers is that he has grown, his music has developed and grown with him. Sometimes people use that same formula and it's like, you can, you know, you have yeah. to change your formula as you evolve. And any artist, whether you start as a child or if you start like as a young adult, your, your music has to show the maturity that you're going through. So some people are comparing him to Shawn Mendes. I'm sorry. He's nowhere in the There's Where's not a I? male. You know what? There's not a male I can compare him to be. Like Justin's there isn't. Like, maybe females like uh what's her name? The uh the girl with the ponytail. What's a girl with the ponytail? Um, I don't know. Um, the Ariana Grande maybe. Ariana. But even then, like Ariana, like she's still Yeah, she's he, still piggybacking on this image. Just very like, much so. Very yeah. much so. And but you see with uh Justin Bieber, for instance, he he takes R and B and he kinda switches it up with a variety of like he gets involved with a variety of genres. And over the course of his career, you can see that. 
Mm-hmm. Like, um, didn't he have a song with Sean Kingston at one point? Like, he had a song, I believe so. He he's had songs on a hook. Of, he's on Afro beats. He's on everything. Yeah. He's everything. definitely, like, I, like, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So he's taken it and he's taken the R&B and he's, you know, dabbled in so many different genres. Where now as, when I look at, you know, Ariana Grande, for instance, she just seems very cookie cutter-ish type you know, she's good at what she does. She can yes. see, like, don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But I don't see her going across genres. Mm. I see her attempting to, mm-hmm. but not always being successful. And Bruno Mars, there is no elevation with him. No, not at all. Same trick, one trick pony as far as I'm concerned. Pretty much. He, he and I'll be really honest, I, some people might not like what I have to say about Bruno Mars. Mm-hmm. He can sing. But he also feels like a karaoke type of Exactly. Singer. That is the sentiment I was trying. I was like, I, okay, this is my thing with Bruno Mars. At first, it's, it's like a thing that he had, like he said, a one-trick pony. He has something that when you first see it, you're going to be wowed. Because right? you know he's a great performer and stuff like that. But if you really go through his catalog... Yeah, it's like a, you're imit- imitating James Brown. You're imitating yeah. a little bit. I can't even give him Stevie. Like, he's more into, like, uh, the James Brown, maybe a little bit of Otis Redding, maybe. Mm. Uh, like, yeah. the Temptations, like Motown, yeah, the whole yeah. Motown groove, right? So it's like... Yeah, Earth, Wind, and Fire type. Yeah. You're just doing a, 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 an imperson- a modern impersonation of something that was done really, really well already. Already. And so it's it's hard. So definitely that's been my thing. Because I used to go, when he first came out, I went hard for Bruno. But like, as, as as things have progressed, and that's been a, con- a criticism criticism of his. And I've seen now that it's been out there, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, this guy's like a caricature. And no no offense. But he but makes good, you know, he, at the end of the day, as much as I'm... Th- he does is, make good music, mm. but it's all copycat for me. Mm. It's all copycat, right down to his look. <laughs> Know, you know what right? I mean? So at first when Bruno came out, I was rooting for him because I was like, yes, Filipino boy. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, mm, I know a lot of Filipino people and they love a karaoke. I don't know about you. Yeah, I know. Okay. One of my closest, you know, when I was in high school, one of the closest Filipino girls I had, they had a whole fucking karaoke machine up in their house and everything, Bridget. And it was a weekly thing. They would take turns on it. It was a big deal. And, and that culturally, I feel, is is a big a part of his culture. Mm-hmm. Now, set that aside, when you perform, it doesn't seem like it's Bruno. It seems like Bruno impersonating. Yes, yeah, person. that's my issue with him. So very karaoke type stuff and after a while the imitation might be flattering but it gets annoying mm-hmm. it gets annoying so like i need to be i need to see more of your own ir- original self not you mimicking other people in the past like you said that have done it better sorry bruno um but you are definitely on the lower end choice to be matched up with Justin yeah Bieber. yeah definitely um but that's a good question because right now Justin's running the thing. Yeah, He's I have to get running to him. the damn thing. Still okay, is. this man can't drop a song and it don't go. And his la- and you know <laughs> even up until his, even up until his last album, his last album Thank was you. really good, like quality. And I really really liked his last album. Mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised because I was like, you know what, this is not so bubblegum type, yeah. you know thing. 
I mean, he, I could see him evolve, but I think that once he got married to that girl, mm-hmm. uh, forget her name. This Haley. She's uh, one of the Baldwins. Haley Baldwin. Yes, Haley. Mm-hmm. Once he married her, I think he kind of, she kind of elevated him in terms of maturity. Mm-hmm. And you can see that growth. You know what I mean? And honestly, that's what people want to see. They want to see growth. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's growing. Nobody is staying the same. No one's getting younger. Everybody's getting older. So you want to see growth. That's relatable. Mm-hmm. So, and he's from Canada. <laughs> big him up, big him yes. up. Yes. One of the biggest R&B, no, the biggest R&B star out there came from where? Yasso. Yeah. <laughs> and then Drake is holding down the rap situation. So, you know, People might want to visit us up here in Canada. We have a lot of hot talent coming out of here. Trust mm-hmm. me. And it's not just music. We have it in sports. You know, see, said we won big championship the other day. So <laughs> we're doing the damn thing up here in Canada. But as we roll on, we're going to get into the wind down. Okay, this segment is all about wine that we enjoy on our downtime. We talk about our favorite or our least favorite brands, food pairings, and memorable story. Last week, we did the wine down and, you know, I wanted to talk more about some wine selections and and some brands and memorable moments with wine. And so we're going to do that again this week. So I'm going to start it off like I, I did last week, but I'm going to start it off again. And there's one wine that I, I really do like, but have to stay far away from. You know <laughs> and that is Yellowtail. Now, Yay. Yellowtail, mind you, it's an Australian wine. It is brilliant, but you better be careful. It's like that Kelly situation. You better be careful. So with this, okay, I like the red wine. The red wine is fabulous. I like their Merlot. Um, they do have a, 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 big, a full body red wine as well. But I like a Merlot. And for me, Yelltail's Merlot is... It, 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 it's given, it's given, it's given, <laughs> brilliance. it's given fruity, it's, it's giving, you know, well paired with a good steak, you know, it's a very nice wine. Now, why do I have to stay away from it, you say? <laughs> because I've had some situations with this, this wine right here. And yeah, was kind of, you know, you can get intoxicated real quick with this red one right here. If I would suggest that you definitely eat with it, definitely eat with it. A memorable moment for me was, uh, I think it was our second anniversary, me and my significant other. And, you know, he doesn't drink, mm-hmm. but I do. And not a whole lot, but I like me some wine. So I decided to have Yellowtail Merlot. And I was drinking it on not even a half full stomach. You understand? And let's just say that night, he had to help me to get to bed. <laughs> he had to help me 
Um, I didn't faint or anything like that, but the room was kind of, I stood up and it was kind of doing things I wasn't prepared for. <laughs> and, um, but I, I, I had a good time with that wine. I did. We had a nice time for our, our anniversary, but it just, the next morning was what was much for me. I don't really have hangovers. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not really... You know, I don't get to that point where I have really bad hangovers yeah. the next day. But this wine right here, this gave me one where I felt like a Mack truck hit me in my face. Mm-mm. Like I felt like, oh my goodness, why is everything hurting? <laughs> why is everything hurting? But the next morning I was not, I, was, I drank lots of water that next day. Because it wasn't like my stomach was upset. It was just my head was pounding. Even after, you know, some Tylenol and everything. And him, you know, my fiance, he's looking at me like, you see, this is why I don't drink. This yeah. is why. This is it. This you is reminded why. me why I stopped Right? Drinking. And I'm just like, you know what? I really don't need that right now. Like, <laughs> I just need you to get me some coffee or something. Like, that's, that's what I need. But, you know, he, um, I see why I do. And it's not that if it were a really special occasion, he wouldn't partake. Like, yeah, you know, we'll have a, a, a glass. Yeah, he'll have a glass, maybe half. But he's not, you know, even on an anniversary, it would have to be really special for him. Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, it was special enough for me to go get this yellowtail Merlot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the next morning, though, I didn't. I I've had it other times. Yeah, and I can say that it pairs well with the steak. Mm -hmm. And that when I ate like a real heavy meal with it, I didn't have that same effect the next day. So I would suggest if you are gonna have this wine, it should be with a a heavy meal. Like a a meal that's very substantial, um, like a steak or even a nice chicken breast or something. Mm -hmm. But you need something to sop that up because you can't, (laughs) you can't, you can't the next day. You can. But um, yes. So okay. what is your selection? So my selection this week is a Spanish wine called Radio Boca. It's very affordable. It's a red wine and it is a Tempranillo. Okay. And Tempranillos are it's very, they're native to Spain. And I've seen some Portuguese wines as well as Tempranillos. Mm-hmm. And so they are usually very rich black grape types of wine and they make, and it's a full body, a full body flavor, but, um, Radio Boca in particular, it's very, has flavors. Uh, it's very floral aromas, red plum, uh, berries, kind of a a toasty flavor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So dark cherry strawberries, and it has a little, a little touch of spice, a little touch of spice, which which I, I really love and mm. um you know it's 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 a little bit dry it's for a wine it's a kind of wine I would share with somebody who doesn't typically drink red wine right who has who doesn't have an acquired a full a full palate for red wine right because even though it's it's a, a decent wine it's full body but it's, it's a little bit more sweet Yes. on the sweet side like it has a sweet aftertaste so mm-hmm. for me that's uh so it's definitely not my go-to but like mm-hmm. if i'm having wine with somebody where i don't know their wine taste or they they're not very experienced mm-hmm. with drinking red wine 
Mm-hmm. I feel like this is an easy one for them to kind of go with. I see. Yeah. Well, yeah. And um, for Yellowtail, I also believe that Yellowtail, their whole line, because mm-hmm. they have a variety, not just red. They have yeah. uh, white as well. And I think they have a rosé, if I'm not correct. Yeah. Um, it's a good, I, I feel like Yellowtail is a good introduction to a lot of wines like yeah. I don't know for me I just found because I have tried other yellowtail wines mm-hmm. as well it wasn't mm-hmm. just that one mm-hmm. but um if you're if you're trying to start out somewhere it is what we're trying to give you here in this segment is cost effective and efficient wines that are very good at least to our standards and mm-hmm. what we like and so you know, these are good places to start out if you want to, you know, um, develop more of a taste for wine or if you want to be able to, you know, suggest other wines to other people. We're not suggesting by any means that you go out there and rush the LCBO or whatever liquor store. But if you are interested in figuring out what do I like? Because a lot of people, when I started, I didn't know what I liked. Mm. I didn't. When I started drinking wine and I can safely say that I am a rosé girl. I am. Okay. Okay. I am a rosé girl. It feels like it gives me a combination of both worlds. Mm. Um, however, in order to get to that point where I can say that I had to try different wines and these wines are not going to break the bank. And so it does open up your palate, uh, which is also really great when you're trying out wines to open your palate don't just oh well i'm a red and that's it no No, try a rosé try a white you might be surprised um there are some people that they like red and they eat red wine with everything now for me it all depends on the season even if it's in the summertime i want something light and airy and crisp you know, um, I find that even in the wintertime, I do drink more red wines. Mm. I don't know if it's because of what you're eating, they're heavier meals. Mm. So this is, you know, this is something where you can get started on your journey with wine as well, everyone. And so with that being said, you know, drink safely, be responsible and open up your mind. Never stay in a box, especially when it comes to wine, because there's so much out there that you could explore. And with that being said, we do hope that your hearts and your minds are activated on this week's show. Whether you lead with your heart or your mind, stay passionate and thoughtful, everyone. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye-bye.